You're listening to a message from Redemption Community Church, a life-giving church in Westchester County, New York. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or follow our messages online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. And I love this series that you all have been in just called What's Good? And this desire, right, this desire to... Uh, to love justice and to, and to walk humbly before our God and to love mercy. And I love this series because justice is a big deal to God. He is a God of justice. We are called to be people of justice. Even when Jesus walked the earth, when he saw the abuse of power and when he saw those being treated unfairly or treated unjustly, it caused a righteous anger within him. And so we are called to be people of justice as well. And so... I really do love this series, and as we talk about, or as we continue in this series today, uh, I, I want to talk about a topic today that is obviously a big deal in our culture. Um, I want to talk about it from a biblical perspective today, and that is the issue of race, racism, and some of the social divides that exist in our communities, our country, and most importantly, in our hearts at times. So to jump in uh, with what we're talking about today, it was uh, a few years ago, I was in the, uh, the D.C. area, and I got to visit the, uh, the new museum of the Bible that is in Washington, D.C. Uh, let me just encourage you, if you're ever there, like, go there. It'll completely change your perspective on the Bible and, and give you some confidence in God's Word. Uh, in fact, I'm going back there in a couple of weeks, and, and so inside this museum of the Bible, they have, you know, they have several different floors, and one of the floors they have is the Bible's influence on American history. And they have a section, just like even within our country's history, even the Bible's impact on the civil rights movement and some of the, just some of the social divides that have existed in our country. And as I was looking in one of the displays, something that I saw there just kind of floored me. And it might be hard to see, you see that picture, but uh, this was a Bible right, that was given to, the, in the 18, early 1800s, this was a Bible that was given to slaves in our country. It was printed in 1808, and what they did with this Bible just floored me. And again, I know it's like tough to see perhaps, but in this Bible that was given to, to Negro slaves, they actually took out parts of the Bible that had to do with freedom. In fact, the entire Old Testament book of Exodus, which is all about the Israelites' freedom and their journey to freedom, it was completely taken out of that Bible, and they were sure to highlight and include and stress things in the Bible that maybe had to do with submission or oppression. And I didn't know that at the time, honestly, when I saw that and, and, and read that, and, and even that, that, that copy of that Bible that you saw, but when I read it and saw that, like it floored me, and my heart sunk. Now, in Scripture, we are told that God promises judgment to anybody who takes away from his word, Revelation twenty two nineteen. So I trust God will take care of that. But for me, it was just a moment of just, just recognizing just the impact of injustice in our, in our country. Now, we know that, that that form of slavery was abolished in 1865 in our country, but we also know that did not bring an end to injustice. In fact, in our, even just our country today, certainly our world, we, we see injustice at, uh, just in different forms, don't we? Don't we? Whether it's human trafficking or, or sex trafficking, certainly uh, racism or the abuse of power, just the lack of value of human life and many more forms. We also know this, that with these issues, especially with what we're going to talk about today, come, comes different reactions and responses, right? Whether it's on social media or family, friends, 
Like some have experienced anger, just even over this past year and a half, but some have experienced anger, and rightly so. Some have experienced fatigue. Some have experienced a brokenness. Some have compassion. Others, not so much. Have you noticed that? Some try to seek a perspective that is different than theirs. Others, not so much. And then, of course, many people have the perspective of just like, man, I know, like I see it, like, especially as we talk about racism today, like I see it, I know it's not right, but I just don't know what to do. So let me also say this as we talk about this topic today. Um, I realize that when you talk about a topic like this, like you may not agree with everything I say, and that's okay. And Pastor Jeremy might not invite me back, okay? That's, okay. that's not okay. Like I, I want to be with you again. But what I've learned is that healing and, and reconciliation, if it's going to happen, is only going to happen if we have open conversations with the hope of healing. Amen? I also realize this, that as I speak about this today, that I speak from a limited perspective. So I don't know if you can tell or not, but I am white, okay? I know that's a shocker. But what that means is that there are times, just based on my own experience and like my my own background, that there are times when I just have to know, hey, there's, like, there are some things that I do not know. There is a perspective that I do not have fully. And I can stay stuck in that and just kind of say, well, everybody else's experience has been my experience, so they must be wrong. Or, and this is what I've tried to do even in our church, to seek the perspective of people of different backgrounds and ethnicities and to try to step into their pain and try to understand and not just sympathy but empathy and try to, and try to step in and, and try to learn a perspective that I don't fully have. And so I wanna start today as we talk about this with the end in mind. As we look into scripture in the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation says this, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Now, in that scripture, it's describing a new heaven and a new earth, right? No more pain, no more sickness. This is eternity in God's kingdom. And it says there, the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Now, the word nations in that verse is the word ethnos. It's where we get the word ethnicities from. And this describes this, this, this healing there. And just in case we're confused, um, I, I don't think we are, but in case we are confused, God created all people. He created all ethnicities, and, and he plays no favorites. He's angered when we play favorites. Healing for the nations. Now, don't miss that, okay? Like, healing for the ethnos, healing for the ethnicities. So, so don't miss this simple thing, okay? I know this is, like, pretty simple, but if, if there is healing for something, okay, that means something needed to be healed, so if God wants to bring healing for the nations, then evidently, like, there's something wrong. Like, something isn't fully the way it's supposed to be. They're supposed to bring healing. Healing for the nations, right? If there is healing, that means something's not right. So if somebody has cancer, nobody comes along and says, hey, that's no big deal. Like, you're, 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 you're no, you're not, you're, you're making that up. No, 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 like, the doctor told me, like, I had the result. No, 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 it's, it's all in your mind. If something needs healing then something's off. Like there's a, real, there's a reason there needs to be healing. And if, here, here's, here's the heart I hope you get today. That if this is God's desire for the future in his kingdom, in eternity, healing for the nations, like if this is something that he was going to do in the future, then why wouldn't he want to do it today? Why wouldn't he want to do it in his kingdom today? Now, one of the reasons that I'm passionate about this 
is because I actually believe that the church can lead the way in this. The church has actually gotten this right before. We'll look at that a little bit later. And I believe that we can lead the way in starting to demonstrate the heart of Jesus as we live. Like we, may not, we, may not, we may not be able to change the entire world, like, but we can change our worlds if we're intentional. Now, I would love to tell you this, like we're in church, and I would love to tell you that like racism has never been a problem in churches before, but that would not be true. I'd be lying to you if I said that. I remember I was 21 years old. I was living down in North Carolina. I was a part of a church, and we were going on this like camping trip or something, and uh, one of the leaders of the church was there. And I remember he was like hitching up the truck or the, the boat to, to the truck, and, and all of a sudden, I hear him using just a, an extremely racist, offensive word that I'm not going to repeat today. And I looked around, like, because I'm, like, I'm from the New York area. I was just in North Carolina. I'm looking around like, anybody else hear this? <laughs> or is this just normal here? Is this just okay in this church? You know, a little bit later, I, I went into ministry myself. And uh, it's not the church we started. It was a different church. And I was in, like, the, uh, I was in the sanctuary or the gym, right, right? After the service, and I was picking up some things. And I noticed like a note that was on there and I looked at the note. I thought someone was gonna be like writing down some, some really like profound things from the message or something like that, but it wasn't it. And I could tell it was a couple of like, like, uh, like teenagers like exchanging some notes. And so I, I kind of opened it up and, and evidently there were some kids sitting near them because one of the kids wrote a note to the other uh, and, and said, those kids are so loud. And the other wrote a note back to them in church, right? And said, yeah, it's always the black kids. And I read that, and my heart sunk. This is in church. And so I believe this today, Redemption Church. I know the church has gotten this right before. We'll look at that at the end of the message. And I believe that we need to lead the way in getting it right again. Because this goes to the very core of what it means to follow Jesus. So we saw... In Revelation 22, verse 2, what it said, let me look at, look at some other, uh, just the heart of God from Scripture. Second Chronicles 19, verse 7 says, Fear the Lord, judge with integrity. For the Lord our God does not tolerate perverted justice, partiality, or the taking of bribes. Do you see some of his heart there? I know this is a verse, Isaiah 117, you've looked at as part of this series, but to look at it again, it says, learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of orphans, and fight for the rights of widows. And then in the New Testament, James, who was the half-brother of Jesus, says this, but if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty, he says, of breaking the law. Now, that word favor in that verse, do not favor some people over others. The word favor in that verse means to discriminate over external conditions. And so the half-brother of Jesus, who would have known very much the heart of Jesus after living with him and walking with him, says if you favor, if you, if you, ex if you discriminate based on external conditions, you're committing a sin. You're missing out on the heart of Jesus. Whether it's financial status, social status, outward appearance, certainly ethnicity. Now, I hope we know this today, Redemption Church. I think you do, okay, right? That eternity, heaven will be an incredibly diverse place, right? Like I hear people say sometimes, or like maybe they don't say it, but you, can kinda, you know they kind of feel it. Like, well, I'm, I'm not going if they're going. And I want to say back, like, you're right, you might not be going, right? 
And I want you to know this again, Redemption Church. This goes to the very core of what it means to follow Jesus. So why does all this matter? Before I give you three quick points, why does this all matter? Well, if you're here today, you're watching online, and, and you've experienced injustice firsthand because of an external condition or the color of your skin or your ethnicity or whatever, here's the deal. I don't have to tell you why it matters because it's your reality. But let me say this. I'll speak for myself. I have not faced the kind of injustice we're talking about today firsthand because of the color of my skin in this country. So why should it matter to me? Well, let me say this. My God has called me to care. There are people I care about who have, and they need me to care for them. And at the end of the day, I know this is the heart of so many of you as well, I want my life to honor God, so this has to matter to me. Amen? So, so what do we do, right? Again, we, we, may, we can't change the entire world as the result of today, but I believe we can change our worlds. And it starts in the heart. It starts in the heart. So this phrase, new normal, I know you all are sick, about, sick of hearing that phrase. I am, right? But if we go back a little bit, this was the phrase, wasn't it? Like, uh, hey, all right, there's a new normal. And there were certainly things like about our, like there were things we missed for a while, things we couldn't do that we wanted to. And this phrase, a new normal, mean, so much of it was like, hey, we want to get back to normal for some things. But the question for today is what if, what if there are some things that need to stop being normal? What if there are some things in which we need a new normal? So pursuing a new, new normal with, this, with what we're talking about today, racial reconciliation, healing, this series, what's good, seeking to be people of justice. What does it look like in this broken world that Jesus has called us to navigate? Three quick thoughts that we'll see from Scripture, okay? The first one is this. Okay, we need to listen and learn. If we're going to pursue a new normal, we need to listen and Learn. Can I just be honest with you today, Redemption Church? Most people don't do this. Let me take it a step further. Most people won't do this. But if we're going to get to a place that I believe God desires, it starts with listening and learning. Let me ask you this. Have you ever, like, have you ever, I know you have, but I'll ask it anyway. Have you ever tried to communicate something to somebody and they just weren't listening? Like maybe customer service before you ever been there before? If you're in customer service, I apologize, okay? It's, you've got... You've got a lot of like crazy people to deal with as well. So, I'm not it wasn't too long ago. There was a I don't remember the name of the company. I won't say it in case you work for it. But like somebody called right, and they you're trying to, they're trying to sell you something over the phone, and I like hey I'm not interested. Thank you. But they just kept going, like two or three times. Hey I'm not interested. Thank you. You've been there before. Like to hey I'm not interested. And and like I finally said I was like hey sir listen listen I know you have a script you have to go through. I get it, but I'm not interested. But he kept going, right? Just kept, and I know some of you are like, why don't you just hang up? I would have hung up after the first time. And, but for me, like, it actually started to turn into a little game. I wanted to see how many times I could say, I'm not interested, before they actually hung up. I challenge you to do that next time you get a call like that. It was 13 times that I got to. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm, I was having fun with it after a little bit. Like I, my wife was like, just hang up. I'm not hanging up. Like, I want to see how many I can get 13 times. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's frustrating. And the area of what we're talking about today, for those of you who have experienced the kind of injustice that we're talking about today, it's not only frustrating, it's painful. It's painful. When people won't listen to your experience or your perspective or your fatigue, 
or your pain. We see this in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2 says, Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to err their own opinions, right? Pastor Andy Stanley says this all the time, that people don't need informed opinions to inform you of their opinions. And we see that everywhere. Proverbs 18, verse 15 says, Intelligent or wise people are always ready to learn, and their ears are open for knowledge. Did you catch that? The wise have a posture of humility, wanting to learn from the experience of others. But as I said, when it comes to racism, most people don't do that. When it comes to learning the perspective of somebody else, most people won't do that. You know, too often I think when someone else's reality is not ours, we tend to say things like, come on, it's not that bad. Or you're making it up. Or no, 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 that's not, that's not real, okay? There, I heard a pastor say this, that the further we are from something, the simpler the solution seems. So the further I am from that, like that experience, like if I've not experienced that at all or I'm far from it, then the simpler the solution seems, right? It's just, well, that's when we say things. That's when we don't step into the pain of other people. To take it a step further, right? Sometimes even Christians in churches, we say things like this. Well, like, no, like it doesn't matter because like God is colorblind. Let, let me just camp on that for a second if that's okay. God created each of us, so I'm pretty sure like he's aware of the differences that exist. I'm pretty sure he's like, he's, he, he created us on purpose in that way. So even as... He, just not even Christians as people, when, like, when we say, well, I, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see color. I'm colorblind. What, what that does, first off, it discredits how God made, made each of us, but it also discredits the reality of what someone's experience might be. Instead of, instead of taking this posture to listen and to learn, I know over this past a year and a half or so, I've had so many conversations with people in my life and people in our church who, like, who are not, like, who, who don't look like me and have had different experiences and just listen, like just listening and to watch people go into tears and to see the fatigue and to see the frustration. Hey, I can take the posture of, yeah, well, did you think about this? Or hey, can I, like, I'll, I'll email you some stats or I'll share this on social media. Let me, and basically, that's the posture of, let me tell you why your experience is false. Instead of, instead of this posture, listening and learning. So Redemption Church, what if we actively searched out a perspective different than ours? What if we actively had a conversation and the whole purpose was just to listen and learn? James 1.19 says this, understand this. My dear brothers and sisters, you must all be, say it with me, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. We reverse that verse, don't we? Like we're, we're not quick to listen, we're quick to speak. We're slow to listen, and we're usually slow to get angry. So Redemption Church, in this, in, in, just within this series, what if that verse that we just read became our reality, amen? Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. The second thing I pray we do as it comes to pursuing a new normal in this is to step in to the pain of others. I know we've talked about that a little bit, but to listen and learn and then to step in to the pain of other people. So in just this past year, 
when we saw, you know, the unjust deaths of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd and just like everything that was happening, uh, there's a pastor friend that I was, um, he did an interview on Instagram. Uh, uh, he's African-American and he had his son and his father just sharing an emotional conversation. And his father, who is also a pastor who was on that, that little interview, his father was sharing about, he served in the Vietnam War. And his father was sharing about how time when he was in, like, in the Vietnam War, he's, he, he's sacrificing his life. He's, he's out there, like, giving up his freedoms for, for each of us, serving in this way. And he was there, and it was when Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. And he shared the story how one of his fellow soldiers came up to him and said, looks like we killed your leader. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? To be in a place where you're, you're serving your country. And then to have somebody say that to you. Now, when that happens, I have, we have a choice, right? I can, you know, what we've already talked about, I can kind of sit back and get, yeah, but, yeah, well, well, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, or, or, I can step into the pain. I don't have to understand everything. And Redemption Church, hear me on this. There's a difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy is when I just feel bad for somebody or I feel bad for their circumstances. Empathy is when I'm willing to step into it. Hey, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're feeling. I don't have answers. I'm, I'm not even talking. Just tell me. What are you feeling? What's that like for you? Like extending that that empathy. And by the way, as the church, okay, as the church, when one part of the body suffers, the other part of the body is supposed to come in and bring some healing. So we see this in Scripture, okay? The human body, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Look at this verse. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Think about our human bodies for just a moment, right? If I, like, if I hurt my arm, okay, here's what I'm not gonna do. Oh, my arm hurts. Actually, no, it doesn't. It's not that bad. It's not really hurting right now. It's fractured, but like, it's nothing. No, if, if we hurt our arm, okay, our bodies, our natural responses are, are like up here. Is, like I, if I hurt up here, the first thing I'm gonna do is this, right? I'm gonna cover up the pain. I'm gonna cover up the pain. When one part of the body suffers, all the parts suffer with it. So what that means for you and I is especially within the church, if one, of, one part of the body, if one brother or sister, is there, if there's pain, if there's something that they're experiencing, then it's all the parts suffer with it. It's not, no, 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 your pain is not my pain. It's very much, no, your pain is my pain. And I'm gonna step into it. And I'm gonna listen. And I'm gonna empathize. So Redemption Church, there's a new season coming for your church. There's a new season just even in the space, right? And all, all of us to some degree because this past year and a half and just everything that's thrown upside down, there's a new season coming. But listen, even as you get into this new space and start, and start flowing in that and, and everything there, what if, what if, what if? Redemption Church was just not known for whatever this new space is or some just a, a, a logo or a whatever. 
What if Redemption Church was known as a people who lived out this call of Jesus to honor and serve and to step into the pain of those who might be oppressed or treated unjustly or are hurting or whatever it is. Okay, that's the heartbeat of this series that you've been in. What if Redemption Church was known for that? Amen. Listen and learn. Step into the pain of other people. And here's the final thought I want to give you today. It's just to do my part. To do my part. Right? Okay, because I know this is intimidating, right? Like, okay, so Mark, like, what do I do? Are we supposed to go here? And, like, should we start a whole new, like, social media platform? And, like, what, am I, like, what do I do? Like, how, how do I, let me, such a big issue. As I already mentioned, we probably can't ch- change the world this afternoon. But we can start to pray this prayer. God, what's my part? and changing my world. Because James, the half-brother of Jesus, also said this, don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says, otherwise you are only fooling yourselves. Again, I know this seems overwhelming, and I certainly don't have all the answers to this issue. But I do know we all have a part to play. And I do know that if we seek God and his wisdom and ask his spirit to reveal that to us, but he will show us the part to play. Maybe it starts with just acknowledging some of our own prejudices. And if you're unsure if you have any, we all do. Maybe it starts with having conversations with our kids. Maybe when we see acts of white supremacy in our country, it's calling it out for what it is. Maybe it's extending compassion to a friend. Maybe it's coming before God. Say, God, make me, a, make me a person that has your heart in this area. Amen? Now, when I said earlier that I actually have hope with this issue when it comes to the church, I, I have hope, okay, because the church has gotten this right before, and I believe we can get it right again. See, in the early church, in the first century, racism and some of the social divides was a big issue. And not just among like, you know, say two groups of people or, you know, whatever, but, but many different social divides that existed. There were Jews who knew they were God's chosen people. There were Gentiles who didn't like the Jews because they thought that they were superior in that day. There were freedmen who were former slaves and they had their freedom, but they, uh, they still weren't respected as real citizens. But they were despised by the slaves. There were slaves in that day. And then there were women who had no rights at all. And so all of these di- divisions, all of these divides, all of these, uh, like, you know, racism isn't a new thing. Like, it existed just even in the early church. And then here's what happens. All of these different groups of people, all of a sudden, they start following Jesus. They start following Jesus together. Like, they show up at the Carver Center together. And they come, and it's like, how do we navigate this? Like, what do we do? And think about some of the divides that they had to get past. That, listen, that wasn't going to happen in the culture at large. But it needed to happen within the church. So Peter, same Peter who's one of the first 12 disciples. Same Peter who denied Jesus and just denied even knowing him. And he becomes an early leader in the church. And some years after Jesus walked the earth, in fact, 15 years after Jesus had been resurrected, Peter still didn't hang out with Gentiles. He had some issues with their race until God got a hold of him. 
And he has this dream, right? Some of you know the story. He's going to the Roman Cornelius, and, and he's going to his house, and, and, and uh, like Peter doesn't even know what he's getting into. And in Acts 10, verse 28, as God starts to work in Peter's heart, and by the way, not only was this Cornelius who Peter is going to see, not only was he a Gentile, he's a Roman centurion, so he represented the very empire that oppressed Peter and others. And Peter goes to his house, And in Acts 10, verse 28, it says this, that Peter told them, you know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. By the way, Redemption Church, imagine entering somebody's house like that. Like they invite you over for dinner, you go in and you're like, hey, just so you know, I shouldn't be here like with you unclean people. And then look at this phrase, but God has shown me. Say that with me. But God has shown me. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. In other words, Peter said, I used to see you a certain way, but God did something in me. And evidently what Peter saw is that there's going to be a new normal in a new kingdom. And Peter got it church tried to get rid of that racial divide that existed in Redemption Church it's part of the reason that we're all here today because the gospel spread so what about you and I so I have my uh, my oldest daughter Kai with me today and here's the truth okay like it wouldn't be okay if like and I know you won't do this and those of you like it won't I know you won't but like it, it wouldn't be okay that with like after the service if if, if, if you like completely like dishonored or mistreated her, like did mean thing, and then came up to me and said, hey, Pastor Mark, so good. It's, it's awesome to see you. And for those of you who are parents, you don't need to be parents. Like somebody you care about, like if somebody mistreated them, they couldn't come over to you and like act like everything was good. Okay, the point, like for me as a father, you parents would say the same thing, is this, that you can't mistreat one of my daughters and be okay with me. And you all would say the same thing about people that you care about. And I share that because the heart of our Heavenly Father would be the same thing. That as we exist with each other, that his heart would be, you cannot mistreat one of my sons and daughters and still be okay with me. So what do we do? It starts with having our hearts broken before the Lord. Not just with what we talked about today, but this entire series. That justice is central to God's character. And the greatest act, actually, of his justice was in the giving of his son. Paying the price for our sins so that we can be forgiven. Amen. Redemption Church, pray with me today. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for the chance to be here. And I just pray, just as we go about our everyday lives, that we would be people. We would be people who humble ourselves, people that choose not just sympathy but empathy, that we have a posture of listening and learning, that we have a posture of stepping into the pain of others and doing our part and in a culture in a world that 
is in to some degree going in the complete opposite direction of what we talked about today. I pray, God, that we would be people of salt, people of light, that bring you honor. Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done for us. Your death on a cross, your life, your humility. And I just pray, God, that we would be sons and daughters of the Father who bring honor to you, not in just the way we love you, but in the way we love others. God, I thank you for this church. I pray your blessing over them. Let us be known as people. People that reflect your character in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you'd like to connect with us or learn more about our church, please visit us online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. We hope you can listen or join us next week.